Hello, I'm Jerry Hancock for Men in Balance with another topic for us to talk about today. The one I want to bring up today is Do Men Really Hate Going to Church? There's a book out called Why Men Hate Going to Church by David Murrow. And I read the book and it really hit home with me because uh, there are a lot of men who are failing to show up in church these days. And I wonder why that is. So when I read this book, I thought maybe there, maybe some of these points in here are truly the answer. But let me go over them with you and see what you think. So here's a summary of some of the uh, key things that we might uh, think about in terms of why men don't show up at church. Well, first we need to acknowledge that this has pretty much always been the case. Um, except in the clergy, there are not a lot of men involved in leadership roles in the church. And in fact, the attendance is about 60% female, and that's up from 53% in the 1950s. So uh, that means that in this country, there are about 13 million men who are AWOL on Sunday mornings from church. But there's some other things that are even more troubling. About 25% of married women worship without their husbands. Uh, less than 10% of the churches are able to maintain a thriving men's ministry. That is really tragic. About 90% of the boys raised in church abandon it during their teens, and about 20% never do get back in church. Let me read that again. About 90% of the boys raised in church abandon it during their teens, and about 20% of that number never actually get back to church at all. And in our own survey that we did, which is on the website, only 56% of men say that their family sees them as a strong spiritual leader. That's a concern. Um, on the other hand, when a mother attends church, the chances of the rest of the family attending are only about 17%. But when the father attends, get this, the chance that the whole family will show up jumps to about 93%. That's good reason to get more men involved in the church. In addition, there are some other good reasons for getting men in the church, and that is that the giving increases in the church, and also men being in leadership positions uh, increases when men show up in the church. Well, David Morrow suggests there are some reasons why men don't attend church in larger numbers, and some of these, um, I guess, excuses sound a little bit flimsy to me, but I'll Go ahead and give them to you and see what you think. So, But if they are true, there are some things that we can do as a church to make church more male-friendly. So here's the main thing, um, main excuses. Men like challenge and risk, and church is geared towards safety, security, and protection. Really? I mean, is that is that a reason enough not to show up in church? So... Okay, if it is, then maybe we can find ways to challenge men from the pulpit and in church programs, and maybe in every sermon have some concrete challenge which they can relate to, um, making a mental note to see how we could better understand each other as opposed to debating each other. I mean, those are possibilities. Um, maybe getting men to agree to some specific challenges with each other about um, who can compete more in Bible reading, for example. I don't know. That It sounds a little silly, but it does uh, point out this need that men like challenge and risk. S another problem mentioned is the church looks and acts too feminine. And the author in this book suggests, David Morrow, suggests 
that if you look over the decor in the church, even in the sanctuary, it's now very feminine looking. It's all neutral colors, uh, white, uh, lots of flowers, lots of soft lighting, which they say comes off as feminine and not very welcoming to men. I'm not sure what men do expect there. Do they want a cave or something? Um, you can't redecorate the sanctuary, obviously, but maybe there are some things that can be done to make the sanctuary look more masculine, or maybe there are some ways to vary the venue so we we uh, meet somewhere else. And David Morrow also says that even in the hymns that are sung, they talk about holding his hand or looking into his face, and, and of course that doesn't sound like something men want to be singing, if they sing at all. And sometimes hymns are sung in keys that are difficult for men, um, and so they don't feel comfortable singing. In, in some cases, men don't feel comfortable singing anyway. Um, so maybe we could include some songs that men could sing. I have been in all-male groups, for example, in men's retreats, and also uh, in, for example, Walk to Emmaus, which was all-male, and we sang quite energetically. We got very much into the singing, and uh, we sang a lot of praise songs, which, uh, granted, a lot of men may not like that, but it is a way to get involved. It, it does bother me to look around in church and see how many men are standing there during a hymn, uh, holding the, the hymnal for their wife, but they're not moving their lips even at all. So, if that's the case, maybe maybe as a church we should look at how to bring more involvement from men. Another complaint is that most of the opportunities in church seem geared toward women. And I'm not sure which is chicken and egg here, because there are a lot of opportunities that are geared toward women, but is that because men have not shown up and taken leadership roles? If you take a look at the jobs most lay people in the church are doing, um, there are not many that are geared toward men. I mean, finance committee, uh, parking lot attendant, usher, and then you start running into things that are not exactly suited for men. So, um, there aren't any real jobs that are geared specifically to things that men enjoy doing. Uh, yes, they can teach Sunday school and lead Bible study, but a lot of people don't feel comfortable doing that, especially men. And unless you're building a habitat house or painting the parsonage, men just seem to struggle to find a niche in church. And so maybe establishing a committee to take a look at opportunities for involvement for men might be a good possibility to, to work on that problem. Again, though these sound a little bit flimsy in terms of excuses, but I'm just telling you what the book says. Another, another problem brought up is that most small groups require a higher interpersonal engagement level than many men are comfortable with. What's that all about? I guess what that means is that men have to open up and talk, and many times they're not comfortable doing that, and so um, they just take a pass. Well, I, 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 this might be something that um, could be repaired by better facilitation techniques. I mean, no one likes to be pointed out and ask a direct question and put on the spot and have to answer. But, um, but, but again, there are ways to, to get around that uh, by letting other people answer or by uh, just uh, not calling on specific people to do that. Reading aloud in unison, for example, um, sharing feelings, praying out loud. These are not things a lot of times that men feel comfortable doing, or at least they uh, say they don't, because they feel like women 
out, um, upstage them on that. They do a lot better job at it. So if we could create an environment where men are comfortable, <laughs> maybe sitting attentively but silent, I'm not sure. Um, but I think there are some ways to get men involved. And maybe making the service a little less formal is something that's important. And keep in mind that men are not coming to church to build relationships, which um, I would say a lot of women do come to church with that in mind. And so maybe uh, taking the heat off guys to try to to build relationships, maybe even meeting outdoors where that's appropriate. I'm not sure. Those are things that uh, individual churches could take a look at. Another problem is that many things in the church are done in an amateurish fashion and are not professional. Hmm. Well, think about that. Men do spend a lot of their time at work seeing professional presentations and things that are well done and, and sometimes in church because of budget or whatever reasons we do things in sort of a um, halfway kind of uh, fashion. But but I'm not sure that's a reason to not pay attention or, or to not uh, be present for those things. But it is saying that we need error-free communication pieces, uh, glitch-free presentations, measurable goals and objectives. These are things that men are familiar talking about, and, and maybe that would help uh, if, if men felt like they were getting some of the same language at church that they're getting in their work life. I'm not sure. But in committee f meetings, for example, it would be good for the leaders of those committees to use an objective process that requires some goal setting and some recommendations and action-oriented agendas, those kinds of things. Those are important to men. I think they're also important to women. But um, so getting leaders in the church to model good practices would be a good idea. And here's another one for men, a problem about going to church. They say Jesus is too often presented with emphasis on his meekness and gentleness. And to that I would say it depends on where you read. Uh, there are plenty of cases where Jesus did speak up in addition to the uh, often quoted piece about overturning the money changers. But um, there are plenty of places where Jesus does provide a, a quite um, aggressive, assertive male role model. And I think uh, maybe we don't pay attention to that as much. But so men may be uncomfortable talking about Jesus as a friend or a guide, uh, but they'd like to hear him talked about as a warrior, a commander, a partner, a brother, um, and maybe even in the sermon some anecdotes that would lead in that direction might be appreciated by men as well. I don't know. Uh, that's, that's a question that bears some further discussion, but this is one of the reasons that men have given for not enjoying going to church. And finally, this last one. Some men see the sermon as too complicated, too long, too boring, not connected to their real life. Um, well, that's sort of a message for ministers, isn't it? To make the sermon more relevant and interesting to everybody. Uh, and I've, I've seen preachers, for example, break their sermon up into two or three segments so that it was a very clear distinction between segment one, two, and three. So if you did fall asleep in segment one, you could still bail yourself out in segment two and three or whatever. Um, I don't think that's a, a, an essential thing. I mean, certainly men sit through 20-minute presentations at work, and uh, most sermons are about that length or not too much longer. So maybe that's not that big a deal, but 
it is important, I think, for ministers to realize that all of us in the congregation need for them to do a good job and to use good presentation techniques and to involve us in the presentation wherever possible. Well, anyway, that's the book, Why Men Hate Going to Church. David Murrow is the author. If you want to look that up and borrow it, read it, uh, see what you think of it. But it does tell us we need to do something to get men back in church. Uh, the numbers overall are slipping in terms of attendance, but certainly when men fail to attend, I think that uh, does not bode well for the future of the church, and especially because when men don't attend, young boys tend to drop away as well. So that's an important concern that we can all pay attention to. So what does this mean for your own life? I would say, as a man, uh, you need to be in church on Sunday mornings. You need to be there with your spouse and your family and sit together, if that's possible. It can be the one thing during the week that you all commit to doing together, since time together is often a hard thing to come by. And it does send a strong message that you are committed to your own spiritual development and to that of your family. And I believe that's worth doing and something that uh, is worth consideration. So what do you think of that? If you have comments or questions, drop me an email. Go to the blog. Write your opinions there if you like. But let us hear from you. And let us know what you're thinking about that topic and others that we bring up in this, um, in this series of discussions. Thanks again for listening. I'm Jerry Hancock. <laughs>